ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the final edition of the Lunch Table Kings podcast for this entire 2021 season. I am your host, Max Holtzclaw, and today, as I said previously, we're taking a look into the final match of the year. The championship is right around the corner this upcoming weekend. So we're going to take a look and see how the semifinals unfolded for all the teams and take a quick preview into the championship and see just what we have coming up ahead. So let's dive right into it. So taking a look into how the semifinals unfolded, we'll start with the highest scoring team on the week. And that was Zach, who was able to upset Connor in that 2-3 matchup with a score of 152.5 to 142.3. Zach's team will be going into the finals being led by a 28.3 outing from Damian Harris, 27.4 from Nick Chubb, 26.5 from Mark Andrews, continuing his hot run of form. Another 25.9 coming in from Aaron Rodgers on that Saturday night game against the Cleveland Browns. He did have some struggles with Mike Davis only managing 4.5, Michael Gallup only getting 7.3 in a blowout outing where he wasn't really needed, and then only 7.5 from Keenan Allen in that loss against the Houston Texans. So Zach does move on to the finals with this, and Connor unfortunately is out and in that 3-4 matchup now, the third place matchup. He was led, though, with a big outing from Devontae Adams on that Sunday night, or the Saturday night explosion, excuse me. He also had another 22.2 from Dalton Schultz on Sunday night. And then Cooper Cup, once again being the best receiver in fantasy, got 21.3 points. Unfortunately, James Robinson suffered a torn ACL, only managing one point, which was a really crucial element into why Connor was unable to make a run into the championship. He also only managed to get seven points from Adam Thielen, who also got injured in that game. And then he got 8.6 from Devontae Booker, an emergency spot start with no other running backs or needed on the team. Uh, but came out a little bit ahead of his projections at 8.6, still not a great outing overall. In that second semifinal matchup, the closest one of the two, it was a five-point victory for Bailey, who wound up winning against me at a score of 149.7 to 144.1. Bailey was led thanks to a big Saturday night explosion from Chase Edmonds at 26.7 and another 26 points from Amon Ross St. Brown against that Atlanta defense. And then 20.1 in Antonio Brown's uh, return to action. And then also another 19.6 points from Justin Jefferson. He only managed to get six points from Tyler Lockett and 8.3 from Cordero Patterson, who was a wave of wire darling, has slowed down as of late, unfortunately. And then 8.9 from Cole Komet who was an emergency spot start given the Travis Kelsey COVID issue. But Bailey does move on into the finals thanks to that five-point victory. Myself, I was led thanks to Justin Jackson, the waiver wire spot start at 34.2 points. I got another 21.5 from Stephon Diggs and 23.9 from Kyler Murray in that Saturday night game against the Indianapolis Colts. Unfortunately, the big L here came from Tyreek Hill in those boom-bust games we all know he can do. He only got 3.9 points in a game where he was activated off the COVID list, but still was being hindered by COVID-like or COVID-like abilities, I guess. Uh, only managed 3.9 points in that game. Also only managed to get 9.4 from Jared Cook. And then to a lesser extent, Javante Williams only got 10 points as well in that Vegas-Denver game. So unfortunately, I am out of the playoffs into that third-place matchup as well. But congratulations to our two finalists, Bailey and Zach going head-to-head into the final weekend here, playing for it all in the Lunch Table Kings Championship. 
So as I previously alluded to, the two final teams are Bailey coming in at 7-7 in the 5 seed, going up against Zach at 9-5 in the 3 seed. Bailey and Zach met two times this season in Week 3. Bailey won at a score of 163.9 to 135.9. And then Week 10, Zach actually got the better of him at a low-scoring outing of 112 to 107.7. So we're going to take a look into what these two teams are shaping up to look like. Uh, We will start with the higher-seeded team being Zach. And he's going to be leaning on the play of Aaron Rodgers against that Minnesota defense. Aaron Rodgers has been the fifth best quarterback in fantasy going up against a weak Minnesota secondary. One negative that might really ruin Rodgers' big day is the fact that the Vikings will be without Kirk Cousins. He will be starting a backup quarterback. So it could be just Rodgers isn't necessary for this game, especially if uh, I believe Sean Mannion is the backup. If he is just garbage, then it could be a quick game such as last week with the Cowboys, how Ezekiel Elliott just wasn't necessary in that in that scenario, at least. Uh, he will be also relying on the play of Nick Chubb against the Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh has been ran all over as of late, and Nick Chubb has been the only guy that's been producing for that Cleveland team in general. That's the Monday night game, so we'll see if it does come down to the wire and it comes down to Nick Chubb against that Pittsburgh defense in order to decide the title. And then one other name to keep note keep an eye on is Mark Andrews, the number one tight end in all of fantasy going up against that Rams defense. Mark Andrews will most likely have Tyler Huntley throwing on the ball this week. Mark Andrews has been through three quarterbacks this season and produced each time out with every single one. So we'll see if he continues that run of form. The Rams defense has been pretty solid this year. I'm curious to see if they're just going to scheme for Mark Andrews or if it's going to be uh, built around the Ravens still trying to get Mark Andrews the ball and force feed him. And one other thing just to kind of take note of is I just want to see what Hunter Renfro would do against that Colts defense. Uh, Hunter Renfro is the 12th best receiver in fantasy. Bet you didn't think you'd be hearing that at the beginning of the season. But he's coming off of two kind of slower outings at only 13 points last week and 6.2 the week before. Three catches in both those games. He just was able to get a touchdown last week. Uh, really slowed down after a Real hot run of form where he got no less than four catches the previous seven weeks. So we'll see if he can right the ship a little bit against this Colts defense. And if not, it could be a rough outing for Zach's team. On Bailey's side of the ball, he'll be relying on the play of the aforementioned Ezekiel Elliott. against the Arizona defense. Arizona got gashed by the one and only Jonathan Taylor. But we all know Jonathan Taylor is a freak of nature and is the best running back in the league right now. So it'll be interesting to see if Zeke can carry on from that big 100-yard outing from Jonathan Taylor or if he's going to have to rely on just more touchdowns and falling in that way. Last week, Zeke Elliott was not necessary as he only ran the ball nine times for 37 yards, and he got one catch for five yards, uh, managing to get two touchdowns on the day, one on the ground, one through the air. So outside of those, it would have been a rough outing for him, but finding the end zone really seems to make your day, as we all know. Uh, another thing to keep an eye on is I want to see what we see out of Travis Kelsey, the number two tight end in fantasy, missed last week thanks to COVID. Uh, coming off of the week before that, though, he had a 41.1 explosion against the Chargers, and I'm curious to see if he's hindered at all by the COVID that he was suffering from the previous week. And we just saw the same team, Tyreek Hill, was hindered with his outing because of that, only played 41% of the snaps. 
So we'll see if Travis Kelsey can get a full workload. And if so, could be needed against the Cincinnati defense. That's a pretty solid team. Now, I actually think should be a high-scoring game between the two teams. And then one other name to keep an eye on is Justin Jefferson against the Green Bay Packers. I mentioned earlier, it's not going to be Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. It will be Sean Mannion, I believe is his name. Either that or Scott Mannion. Um, but he will be the one throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson and company. No Adam Thielen. So it will be Justin Jefferson's game to take control of. Green Bay defense is not a big thing to worry about, but they are a solid squad on the defensive end. Jefferson is the third best wide receiver in fantasy. We'll see if he's able to get a decent outing with the backup quarterback or if he needs Kirk Cousins to be able to throw him the ball. A couple other things to take note of. I do want to see Amon Ross St. Brown. He's really come alive as of late. The past three games now, he's received, or past four games, he's received 11 or more targets. And he has done that with a couple of quarterbacks, either Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. So he looks to be quarterback proof as well. And Seattle defense is definitely not one to brag about this season. And then also, Bailey's relying on some of these waiver wire darlings from earlier this year. Sonny Michelle going up against that Baltimore defense. And then Daryl Williams this week going up against the Cincinnati defense. So it'll be interesting to see if the waiver wire will pay off for Bailey this year. Or if Zach's team of only making, I believe it's been five moves so far this year, if that's the team that comes through in the end. If you ask me, given these two teams, the outlooks they have, and what they're going to be trotting out there on Sunday, there is a slight chance that we could see Mike Evans into uh, Zach's lineup if he clears and is able to play. But I'm not counting on it, as I think he will be missing Sunday's game. It's not really necessary for him to play against the Jets. But assuming these lineups stay the same, I do think Bailey will come out ahead, taking that five seed all the way to the championship and winning it all this year. So that'll wrap up the season of the Lunch Table Kings League. I will be back next week with the final episode of the season, talking about the champion and possibly having that champion on, especially if it's Bailey, given the fact that he's been on a couple times, to talk about this season in full wrap-up situation. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in and listening all season long. Make sure you tune in and see who does come out on top and who is the Lunch Table King this season. Until then, good luck, you guys. And I'll see you next week.